0: Hi, I'm Greg Andrews, Research Minerals President, CEO, and Director. Uh, We are a rare earth company located in Newfoundland and Labrador. Our property, we have a district scale opportunity with a 63 kilometer district where we have two resources already defined, one PEA on that, and we're updating with another PEA. We have 20 other prospects along the belt. So we've continued to develop that project as we've continued in since 2009. Um, we've also continued with developing a proprietary technology to be able to separate that material into a sellable product. Um, and with our team, we have a very strong team of Dr. Randy Miller, who, our geologist, who has been with us from day one, and our inventor of our technology has been with us since day one, Dr. David Dreisinger. And we're looking forward to our next uh, the uh, the increase enthusiasm with the permanent magnet market that has. Uh, is growing with the decarbonization and electric mobility in this space.
1: Great, good to see you. I haven't seen you for 2-years. In fact, the last time I saw you, it was pre-COVID. We didn't even know what COVID was. Do you remember that? That's right. <laughs> I, I wish we could <laughs> go back. Um, well, again, good to see you. And also, good to see specifically because I think Rare Earths, as you say, is uh, much more in a vogue uh, and, uh, and of the moment. People trying to uh, un- understand it traditionally, kind of vol- quite a volatile space. But um, you've got mining companies like yours um, trying to move their way sort of downstream, as it were, into. Being, uh, you know, chemicals companies or, or 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 the like, but I'm trying to. I'd love to um, catch up with you and understand what you guys are doing because I think you know it, it's a very complicated technical sector, kind of a little bit like lithium in the sense that it's you. The mining bit is almost easy by comparison. You've got to move on to beneficiation, extraction, purification, separation, metallization, alloying, etc. It it's 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 complicated. So why don't we start with what it is that you guys started off uh, trying to do and, where, and maybe work our way through to where you are today.
0: Sure. When, when we first got in the space in 2009, our whole business thesis was we needed to be low capital cost, low operating costs, a scalable project. And that's what the technology at the time where we eliminated grinding, flotation, magnetic, and gravity separation. Um, And what we were able to accomplish, with the support of both the federal government and provincial government, whereby we've we've completed bench scale at two twelve, we've been successful. We completed a pilot plant in twenty sixteen, which was two million dollars, funded by federal and provincial government support. We did an optimization program of that uh, pilot plant that we just we completed in twenty nineteen. So everything that we've been doing is to enhance. And continue to under that model of low capital cost and low operating cost efficiencies to compete in that in that space. Um, so that being the technology that we've been driving along, that we've continued to develop uh, in our district. In that we completed a PEA on the Foxtrot. We're developing a Deep Fox project, which we're very excited about, and we'll and and that's what's really driving our our next level of our. Economics on the project by combining DeepFox and FoxTrot together.
1: Right. So, okay. So, on the, so maybe let, let's start with the mining side, okay? Because I, I know you're you, having read your PowerPoint. You know, you're keen to sort of talk about the patented uh, proprietary technology um, side of things, and I think that's the exciting bit potentially. Um, on on the mining side, it, it you're up four times. You're, for, you're, you're 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 we were at four cents when we spoke two years ago. sixteen cents. I think most people will take that if you if you'd offered them two years ago. Um, but it's still kind of, of a relatively small small scale. So do you think it's, um, how, how does the company grow? Um, do you want it to be a large company? Or do you want to be a profitable company or where, where does it sit within the rarest mix?
0: Yeah. So back in 2012 to 2016, when we were, ta- when we were doing our business plan, there wasn't really the demand and supply driven matrix that we could really, you know, in get investors excited. But recently, you know, since 20 2021, the early, is it was the commitment by the OEMs, the Volkswagens, Toyota, Fords, that actually started putting their numbers to their vehicle expectation for their quotas of what they expect by the years 2025-2030, that the market could then start to look at the demand and supply of the supply chain in the rarer space. And with that, that is where it's our project. Although we've continued, the investor interest really came in because of that, that they could actually see the demand and supply deficits that are being predicted. And so, with the North American supply chain, European supply chain being questioned, this is where interest in our company has started to bring in investors to say, okay, this can help with the supply chain, because that's what's being exposed with this COVID. And pandemic is one country, one source, and that's a problem. And we've seen it, and continue to see it with semiconductors as an example.
1: Yeah. So, so if we if we if we look at the mining bit, shall we should we, should we should we park up the mining bit because it's relatively simple mining for you. I know you've, got, you've done one PA, you've got a second PA. Let's let's potentially join these things up, and and we'll know that we've got you know a reasonable size asset there, but. I'm more excited about how you move down, down further downstream because that's that's where you kind of capture more value in, in terms of margins, operating margins, and creating products and inserting yourselves into some of these, you know, sub- supply chains in terms of what the what the OEMs and others are demanding. So, um, is that okay? Do you, or did you want to talk about specifically about anything that you're doing?
0: You know what, Matt? I'll, I'll finish up with the mining and why it's important. Okay. Why box and Foxtrot combined? Because at the end of the day, uh, for you. Matthew, is the comparison of the PA of 2016 and our expectations of this is what's made, where investors can see the, the changes and how significant they can be. So I can talk about that.
1: Okay. Well, why don't, why oh, don't you?
0: Okay. So, um, yeah. So, Matthew, with our mining, what the importance of in 2016 with, we only had matrix on the Foxtrot, which was an 8-year open pit, 6-underground. The extensive work now that we've done the 7,000 uh, over 12,000 meters of drilling on our prospect Deep Fox, which is in close proximity, has therefore added m- more material so that this this is becoming and validating our district. So that it is more of a generational play that will extend the life of the mine from 14 years uh, of just foxtrot to a combined two resources that will extend over 20 years. So and most like an open pit, so taking away the underground. So with that, that's really allowed the communities and the governments to be excited because it's not a here today, gone tomorrow concept. Um, this is develop this district and develop it um, You know, with our strategic partners, our st- stakeholders, our Indigenous groups, and in a nice, um, organized fashion, as we continue to work along the district as well.
1: Okay, so okay, well, give me give me some of the results from the PA. Just remind me what the results from the PA from 2016. What, what did they tell you in terms of economics?
0: So in, in the yeah, so the PA of 2016 was fairly lame. <laughs> it was uh, 2,000. Um, it was production rate of a thousand tons per day. A cap cost of about 152 million. An NPV of just under 50 million. Um, it wasn't, you know, robust. By adding Deep Fox, the parameters that we're changing is we're increasing the production rate to from 1,000 to 2,000 tons per day. So that will increase double the revenue. The Deep Fox resource in itself is a larger resource. The um, uh, a larger resource in s- terms of footprint. It's um, Fox Trot is 400 meters by 10 meters wide. Where Deep Fox is 400 meters by 30 meters wide. So just that makes it that simpler mining plan because it's it's um, the the widths were confirmed in our drilling program. The grades at Deep Fox are fifteen percent higher than Foxtrot. The beneficiation and the uh, recovery rates that we've done since twenty sixteen to now went from seventy nine percent to over ninety percent. So we're recovering more material, higher revenues. The um, the 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 capital costs and operating costs with our new beneficiation will be affected by that the uh, an interesting thing we have is the rare earth prices right now have more than doubled so in 2018 2016 we were using neodymium price of 90 or of 80 and now it's up around over 150 160 on that spot um, so this pea we would we are anticipating to say we are economic at today's prices Which we could not say in 2016. We had to say um, we're economic if our prices double because neodymium at the time was forty dollars. So those are that's what's exciting about us with the PEA and those matrix of what's changing and the expectations are.
1: So when will you put out a combined um, PEA on that?
0: So we've been we told the market it was hopefully at the end of February. Um, we're looking in within the next 30-45 to 45 days, we'll have that the final report out. There's been many changes as we, you know, with uh, w- doing the resource to the NSRs to the operating capital costs. So, we're, you know, we're using this PEA as a, you know, it's really our business plan because it does kickstart the next process of environmental impact statement and permitting and using that model. So, so it's a lot of information going in this that we'll be using to, for the governments for that next steps because our goal is to um, you know we, we've called it the sprint to production that's this PEA um, and we want to get to a feasibility study starting that process once this PEA is done and, and the environmental work is is starting to get underway
1: right and and, and how much the environmental process going to going to take
0: uh, well typically it takes at least two years of sorts um, in in that. We've already been doing baseline studies last year, we, and in anticipation, you know, so, you know, unfortunately with environmental, it's, it's always a seasonal clock in terms of some of those, you know, the studies. Um, but that's okay because we started last year. So, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of our work knowing what's coming in front of us because our goal is, is to be in production. It's, it's an ambitious goal, but we want to try to be in production by the year 2025. And to, to do that, that's hitting the environmental, that's hitting the feasibility, that's hitting you know all these offtake agreements and everything that goes into it to be successful.
1: Right. Okay. Are we good in the mining? So I apologize for wanting to skip through that, but it's it, it's it compared to what the thing I want to talk about, which is the the um, technology in terms of the rare uh, yeah. extraction component, um, I, I thought it 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 was relatively relatively simple and you know I think most people have heard the story from you um but the the bit I want to get into is 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 the extraction technology because um it might be worth you explaining to people what the difference between the di- the different stages of the of the process which are you know, beneficiation, extraction purification and and we'll get on to the bit which I think you're outsourcing, which is the separation and metallization in, in, in a second so maybe start with the definitions first and make the people's understanding a little bit easier
0: so when we talk about our resource that's uh, checkmark with Dr. Randy Miller and his team in our processing. That is led by Dr. David Dreisinger. He's the head of metallurgy at University of British Columbia. He's been with us day one in in inventing the technology. So at first, it was a simple technology, it, It's still a simple technology in that it it just takes the raw material. We hit it with acid, a sulfuric acid. We heat it to two hundred degrees Celsius, which is a, a very low temperature. And, and that liberates the the, material, the the minerals because it's a volcanic rock, so that it's very porous. The sulfuric acid gets in there. In, after that, it that goes into the, the water separation tables, precipitation tables, and it's just some chemistry. And, and at the end of it, we produce a mixed rare earth carbonate or mixed rare earth oxide concentrate, which we have proven. And have made product for that we've tested with, you know, the, the next steps of separation. So from from that, what what we have now done is we are that was our business plan going forward. And what we've done now is we've added some physical beneficiation in front of that, whereby we're using low magnetic, um, it's called the limbs, low magnetic field to pull out uh, some magnet uh, ma- magnetic material, iron ore concentrate. And then it will continue on with uh, wet, high-intensity magnets that will pull out the rare earth materials. The technology we've looked at magnetic separation back in 2012, but the technology wasn't quite there. The magnets aren't quite strong enough. We were losing too many, uh, too much material of our valuable um, um, elements. Uh, but this time, now we're recovering those. So um, from that product of the mixed rare earth uh, carbonate or concentrate made with from that beneficiation. That's the process now that will go through our proven technology, the direct extraction, to produce, continue on with our our flow sheet that we've already introduced.
1: Right. So um, proven technology at a scale. You've got the you've got the pilot plant. What exactly does that look like in terms of the the, the proven technology? But I mean, how much have you been producing, and you know, how how do you then move through to a scalable solution? You know, once you get into the feasibility period.
0: Yeah, so our pilot plants, Matthew, have been done through SGS Canada and Lakefield. So they assemble the pilot plant, they run our material through it, they give us all their test information, our product, and they take it take it apart. So it's not a physical pilot plant that we have that's in operation so each of the projects are all done at SGS and it's really for the engineering proof of concept uh, optimization and moving forward from that so as we've continued so our direct extraction process which was our is our proprietary technology has gone through the bench scale two pilot plants produced the concentrate we're quite happy with that process Our next step is to do a demonstration plant, which we can get into. So, the the next things that we're doing right now, because the direct extraction piece is fine. As I said, we're doing the physical beneficiation, which is quite simple. It's just grinding, running it through some magnets, taking your, you know, we look at four, three piles being created. Pile one will be this iron concentrate that is sellable that we'll look at. And then step two pile would be the rare earth pile that we would then take through our direct extraction, and the third being the tailings. What we're doing now is we need the quantity at demonstration to prove that we can that it upscale. So currently we're processing 80 tons or 70 tons of material, 50 from Deep Fox and 20 from Foxtrot. Uh, that's at SGS right now. So they're doing the grinding and magnetic work. And what that will produce for us is about 20 tons of that rare earth material that we'll be able to then put through a larger scale demonstration plant um, with our direct extraction proprietary technology. At the end of that, we would probably have close to a ton of material, which would then be, and that would be the mixed rare earth carbonate, it's very confusing, mixed rare earth carbonate that we're looking to give to Saskatchewan Research Council who is developing the solvent extraction separation so we'll be taking that all the elements are together Saskatchewan research council will strip out the valuable the permanent magnet ones the neodymium praseodymium terbium and dysprosium they'll separate those into oxides and at that point it will will take the neodymium oxide with at Saskatchewan research council and make the metal product so we we want to show the market that we can take our ore and show the metal bar, because that answers a lot of questions. Can you separate it? Does your resource have this, this, is Here's the neodymium metal bar.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, that's the that's the ultimate proof there with, with, with the end product. Um, but I'm sure what I'm trying to get to is um, where you are now in terms of like the, the proven technology Statement right um, versus all the people that you're going to have to involve in, in that food chain to deliver the proposed flow sheet because I think that the the big thing that's thrown at Western rare earth companies is that the know-how just isn't there. It's always you know China that's had the technology to be able to um, and, and and therefore they, the, why they own so much of the market at the moment is. Why? Why we in the West are having to reinvent flow sheets for something which has, you know, been going on for for, for a long time, which is, you know, your, your, the NDPR um, magnets. You know, it it, it seems it seems seems it seems like each company's having to explain why they've got their own proprietary this, proprietary that. Versus what what I as an investor want to be, you know, feel comforted that it's a well known, well trodden path, and therefore it's kind of easy to get the end product. You know, it, it's a case of have you got the resource. To put into a process to get the end product, do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of quite from that perspective. It's quite confusing.
0: So every rare earth deposit is unique in the sense, and you need to be able to take the raw material and make it into a concentrate. Once you get into the concentrate, the 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 next steps that you're talking about, yes, China having all the knowledge, but it is like solvent extraction is it is a process that's well known. It's just not well known in. North America and in those areas, in terms of rare earths. But it's, you know, we, we sort of say we can give you an oven and all the ingredients uh, and say, make me a cake. Eventually, you'll make the cake, but the, the technology is all there for the solvent extraction. The, the, the meat of the rare earth is proving that you can do it cost effective to make that concentrate. We could actually sell that concentrate that we make uh, if the prices were indicative and, and gave us value. We could exit the supply chain at that point. However, the market's really pushing us to separate it yourself. There's no real separations outside of China. So, our option, you know, if we're trying to build a supply chain, which is led by the OEM saying, we want to build in North America or Europe, they're going to look down that supply chain and say, where's the motors coming from? Where's the magnets coming from? Where's the alloys, the metals, the raw materials? And they need to, before they invest in that supply chain, they need to know. That every step of way of that supply chain is secure and and not at a uh, risk of one country one source and any problem. So that's the key that we're looking at. So when you're talking about the technology improvement, the getting to the concentrate is the most difficult for any rare earth company. So that's what they're when we're talking. It's we have to prove that we can get to concentrate. Once you get to concentrate, you could exit at that point. The market's pushing us further down. To get to the oxides, and if we can get to the oxides through the solvent extraction with our partners, um, Saskatchewan Research Council, we also already have an uptake agreement with U.S. USA Rare Earths, who are looking to also do a mine to magnet theory. So they'll need they'll need inventory. To, they bought the Hitachi plant. So you know those next steps in the middle of the supply chain. Even though we don't have it in North America or Europe, it's it, it's very. I'm not going to say it's easy to do. But it's it's known technology to do. We're not we're not reinventing solvent extraction separation.
1: Right. Okay. So that that, that you, you you feel comfortable with your solution for the separation metallization component, g- given the partners that you're working with.
0: Yeah, we don't see that as as problematic. Okay. That's
1: okay. that's
0: uh, that's a pro. The the like I said, getting to that concentrate and the the separation. Yes, it has been done, but it is just it is chemistry. It's so um, Companies have been working. That's the proven technology. Solvent extraction is the technology that's used for separation. People, other companies are trying other things and this and that. That's the technology risk. This is the the way that it's been separated.
1: Okay, okay. Interesting to see how that that that, that develops. So the the kind of pilot going from the pilot pilot phase with with SGS through to a demo. Plant, so you can get the scale. Is what's the time frame there? Because obviously going that's going to gonna cost a little bit of money, and I, I don't. And if you can give this me this, will
0: cost money that we we continue to look for the government support in this in this space. So we'll be looking for that again. Um, and again, it will be SGS for this demonstration because when we say demonstration plant, we're making sure that this is. I mean, the the expense of the demonstration plant is. When you're running it 24/7 and having all the engineers in the process and measuring everything all the way through, because those plans are going to be used to make your, you know, your facility. So that's what the the goal is not to make a bunch of product in this. It's it's making sure that what we're doing is we're learning so that we can make our processing. Because there's many tweaks that go into running the product. So the key thing that we're doing right now, even the grinding and the processing of that 80 tons, gives us that 20 tons of material, which is substantial. That we can now put through our demonstration plant with our direct extraction and make sure that that 20 tons turns into our concentrate, our pure concentrate. With the recoveries of what we want to accomplish, because that make that drives the economics,
1: right. So, so let's come back. Come back to the um, the proprietary bit, right? Okay, of of the of the technology, in the sense that you say that a lot of the equipment is standard off the shelf, and that every company, well, with the mine, um, the the ore body is slightly different. You've got to come up with your own your own solution. So, in, in that sense, are all mines going to come up with their own proprietary? Um, solution.
0: Well, take monazite mines. You know, there's a different technologies that are used to do to do that. When we talk about our technology, it's because of our our uniqueness in our volcanic rock, um, and the really making the proprietary for us is to make sure that we could use our technology on our own resource is is one of the keys. It, it doesn't apply to all the other deposits of rare earths. Um, every, everything that we would have to do would be through the same testing that we've done. For us, it wouldn't. Our technology wouldn't work on the iron clays, for example, in China, those sort of things. So it's it's unique. Our proprietary technology is unique to our resource. It's unique for what we've done. But it's a the process in itself. You know, we Dr. Dreisinger says it is quite simple, but it's unique for our deposit.
1: Got it. Okay, but I guess where I was trying to get to is I'm trying to understand if there's any value to that in terms of you know selling it or licensing it elsewhere. But sounds like not so much.
0: Uh, there could be some deposits with similar characteristics but we would have to go through the, the the same testing from the bench scale to the pilot plants to all those sort of things. So it's not an off the shelf process of technology and some other companies use variations of it in the sense that it's it really it's you know acid leach on the ore precipitation tables and out it comes. So it's not it, you know there's no hidden little formula it's just the process that
1: we've gotcha. that we honestly i just wanted to be clear just wanted to be clear that, that yeah. that's great now you you're going through the study process with the with the mine um but the the post mining and um is the bit that people want to try and understand the economics on right so you know in terms of say producing the metal and um take agreements and sales and you know ecosystems that you insert yourself into so what, what can you tell us about that side of things, so we get a we get a an ability to try and um, value that.
0: Yeah, so I, I think the way that the, the that we can look at the value is we really this our our PEA that we're expecting out and the difference from 2016 to 2022. The reason why the market is looking at that excitement and and um, it, and it's because of the five variables. Sorry, Matt. I, I know I've said this before, but it, maybe it was in question, but I'll continue on that process, right? So, um, so they, what, what's getting our investors excited is the differences of what we've been able to prove with our resource, the added resource, and the differences what we can expect from 2016 PEA to the 2022 PA that's going to be out shortly. And that is the 2016 PEA had one resource called Foxtrot at 1,000 tons per day. This PEA will combine both our deep fox resource and the foxtrot deep uh, resource to increase production rate to 2,000 tons per day. So, that is important to increase the value of the project and the economics. Number two, the recoveries from our demonstration plants, pilot plants that we've been doing, have increased the recoveries from 79% to over 90%. So, therefore, more material, more revenue. Number three, the Deep Fox resource in itself had 15% higher grades of the rare earth materials. So therefore, uh, once again, increased revenue, more materials coming through. What's really exciting the market is also the the current pricing. The neodymium pricing has gone from forty dollars in the it, like it's almost it's over tripled in the last year and a half. So when we're looking at this PEA, we'll be able to say most likely that we are economic at today's prices, which is a very important statement because in 2016, we had to say we're economic, but we're, we're counting on future doubling of prices. We're not That won't be what will be happening on this one. The beneficiation and the work that we're doing is, again, uh, we're trying to manage lower capital costs, lower operating costs, because we want to be that low-cost producer, like a gold company. If you're a low-cost producer, you're the last one standing. If, if you know, to, to help you with that, so that's been our goal since day one, and we continue to do that with our with what we're doing with our processing.
1: No, I, I understand that, and I appreciate you. You've said that um, twice, and 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 I, I guess it's my questions so need to get simpler. Which is, we can. You're going through the studies process. Um, with, with the with the PAs and, and then you know, providing a sort of joint PEA, as it were, on the mining component. Understood. But will that PEA also in, include all of the, um, the work being done with regards to the demonstration plant and more importantly, what it is able to output into an ecosystem which is looking for uh, you know, neodymium, um, for, for, for magnets, etc. Because I feel like you're being valued on the mining components at the moment. Not necessarily on the potential of the of the downstream. So I'm just trying to understand: how, how, what information would you be providing us to help us understand more about the downstream um, component, other than the, the prices have gone up and we're, you know, obviously we're more efficient with the way that we're um, extracting the rarer. So I don't think you about. Yeah, no, that. the
0: PA will cover everything. Right. Okay. It will, Understood. It okay. will. It will show the, the new resource. Values at Deep Fox because we did seven thousand meters of drilling last year. To it was, we already had a resource on Deep Fox in twenty nineteen, so we increased. We did seven thousand meters last year, so you know in the news releases we've expanded that resource. We've drilled down lower, so it's more measured indicated. Those are important values for the up in PEA. So having the two resources. So yes, you'll have two resources. But absolutely, we've, the, the reason of the delay, delays are to work is all on the capital and operating costs. We, we, you know, we're locating where the facilities will be. Does it need to be trucked? What do the roads look like? All the capital and operating costs of the demonstration plan for the processing absolutely is in there. All the capital costs and the infrastructure of where where the facilities are going to be built and what the buildings are going to look like, how big do they need to be and all those things, how many reagents. All the all the costs that go into it. This is a the PA coming out is of the business plan. Just like in 2016, we had those capital costs and the work that we do with our capital cost operating costs is you know we we hire our consultants that you know like I said this is our business plan we're we're doing this for the next step so it's you know it is it is a very very high level capital cost operating cost processing cost document that we're using. Because we're in our sprint, we don't have time to redo things as we're as we're making it forward. So, so when we stand behind our PEA and talk about capital and operating costs, and we say it's going to be X million, the operating costs will be this. We're pretty comfortable with that number because we're running uh, very detailed reports on that.
1: Okay. Okay. Fine. And and so the the product that you're going to be selling into market is is what one. What 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 is it?
0: So the product that we're looking for now is we're going to be making the concentrate, the oxides. We'll be looking at. Still, we'll be pricing it on the oxides. Okay. At the end of the day, we'll we'll still price it on the component of. We'll make our concentrate through our direct extraction. We'll 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 have the pricing in there of how we're going to do the solvent extraction. Um, that that will be a number that we you know we don't have the details of that but at the end of the day, it will be sold on the oxide pricing. The fact that we'll take it down to metals and this and that is a separate RPA is what the market understands is the oxide pricing. And that's what on on an individual basis. And Matthew, the the key thing is in like, you know, people get lost in the rare earth market and the rare earth mines and stuff, but it's the four elements that make up 93% of the value of the rare supply chain. So neodymium, Praseodymium, dysprosium, terbium—those four elements—we we expect to produce around 1,600 tons to 1,700 tons of material per year of those elements, and that translates into uh, when you look at what the market is expecting in the 2025 to 2030 deficits, anywhere from 16,000 tons of that material deficit to I've seen reports of 25,000 tons. It tells the market that there needs to be ten search mines coming on production to fit this supply deficit. So, from an investor back in the old days, it was like, "Oh, there's going to be some companies producing enough to solve the problems." That's not the case here. We're not we're not solving the problem. We're part of the solution, but we need we need more of our mines. In in there needs to be more mines to meet those demands. So that's what gives that macro of of. You know this is you know we believe we 're one of the more advanced in North America for what we 've done, and therefore you know, like I said earlier, with the attraction of capital, people are doing their research and where are people and and how long have they been at it and and their process and all those sort of things and that 's where I think we 're capturing the market and the The one thing that you know not to be overlooked when we 're talking market is the district we 're working at another project. Um, you know, 63 kilometers away, that is a drill-ready project. Project. So, you know, there's lots going on in our in our world in terms of what that district might be able to supply in that rare space. But we're f- concentrating on getting in production quickly with the deep fox foxtrot front um, model that we're working on.
1: Uh, I mean, and finally, Greg, um, you look like you're expanding the team as well. So you're obviously gearing up.
0: Absolutely, Matthew. We, we've expanded with hiring a, a Chief Operating Officer, uh, Todd uh, Burlingame, and his experience is really for the next step of the environmental process. He's been successful working with Voises Bay and the Cami Iron Ore, all in Newfoundland Labrador. So that experience takes that environmental and the permitting process and puts it with a very experienced person to do that. The other step with Randy Miller with his exploration team will be drilling 14,000 meters of drilling at Deep Fox, expanding a workforce by over 13 people mm-hmm. to accomplish that, uh, th- that work. And thirdly, David Dreisinger working with the demonstration plant that I talked about, the 80 tons to the 20 tons. So we have three separate projects of sorts that are all being driven for the end game of our feasibility study. So a lot of work going on right now.
1: Yeah, and uh finance as well. By the, by the looks of it uh you're quite busy in December. Um and, um we will stay in touch with this story and see how you get on. Exciting times for Raros. Appreciate your time today, Greg.
0: Thank you Matthew.